This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Jarrett McKenzie and Melanie Wells. How about mm-hmm. that? I you remembered your name Good this job. time. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we've got a situation we want to talk about this week with uh, Mario, who's retiring from a long-term employer and uh, taking part of an early retirement at the age of 57. Uh, he's been granted access to his pension. Now, pensions... I almost feel like we need to describe what that is. They're so rare these (laughs) days. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, Mario needs to determine uh, how he will take the payments from the plan. He's likely to go back to work um, at at some point in the future, but uh, unlikely to make the the kind of income that he's been making at his uh, long-term employer. And um, the early retirement offer was made to all the employees who were within 10 years of retirement. It sounds like a company that's trying to do away with their um, their defined benefit plan, which uh, yeah. is what we in the industry would call it. But a, a pension, basically, the difference between it is the company takes the risk of the investment and the employee uh, receives a, a stated amount in retirement from the savings that the company has actually put aside for the employee. These days, a 401k or a, a defined, what do they call it? Defined contribution plan yep. is, is a lot more common. Basically, you uh, decide to, the, you, the employee, the worker, mm-hmm. decides to put the money aside, and uh, quite often it'll be matched by the employer up to a certain amount. And um, basically, you're taking you're taking on the risk of the investment, so you know you have to make a determination as to what's wise for you. The employer has to make sure that you've got enough options to be well diversified, um, and you can experience the growth of the stock market. But you also get to experience the volatility of the stock market. So. When we have significant drawdowns, I know the big joke back in 2007 and 2008 was that your 401k became a 201k because the market got cut in half. And it truly did, down 52%. But uh, hopefully you have a good advisor that uh, that works with the 401k plan in that regard to to help you through that. But let's let's flesh this out a little bit. Um, Melanie and and, uh, Jarrett, you guys are... are, uh, being financial planners are are probably better versed than me to uh, to discuss this topic, so I'm going to leave it pretty heavily up to y'all. Well, I think <laughs> you said it, man. You know the the distinction there between defined contribution and defined benefit plans being that investment risk and who assumes it. As you mentioned, that's why we're seeing so many less uh, pension benefits and things of that nature because. The, the companies want to get away from assuming that risk and, and pass that on to the employee. And most people are happy to do that because they're going to have more flexibility and control over their retirement and how they're going about planning for it. So uh, there's there's pros and cons with each. But uh, with, with the defined benefit plans, these pension plans in particular, you know, they were designed to provide a, a, basically a lifetime benefit for a lot of these uh, participants um, because – it's set up such that these these payments will continue for their life uh, or for the life of them and their spouse if that's how they that's how they choose to take it. You do have some options in terms of how those pay out, but you know whether or not 
you decide to take the annuity option, which would provide you with that lifetime payout, uh, or decide to take it in a lump sum, you know, you, you've got the ability to decide which you would rather do. And I, I think that that's different for different people because you can't just say there's a rule of thumb here as to, to how to make this decision. A lot of it comes down to uh, even just how, how, how do you do with your own spending, right? I mean, if you know that if you take that lump sum option and, and it's going to be just this windfall of money that you all of a sudden have complete access to if you want it, well, then you're probably going to be more likely to spend more of it than you otherwise would by taking the annuity option and just being uh, kind of put on a budget, which I know you know a lot of clients that have these pension benefits like the fact that it's kind of a set amount each month that they know is coming in. They don't have to worry about they can budget. And right. They know even the next month they're going to exactly. get a check, right? Sort so of for, a replacement paycheck. Right. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we've been talking a little about a, a situation where Mario is getting a uh, he's he's at a crossroads. He's about to get uh, retired uh, early and uh, wondering what to do with his pension. But before we get into that, let me tell you. Uh, we love to answer your financial questions, and uh, if you have one, we'd love to hear from you. You can get our question hotline at one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. The way it works, you call in, uh, listen to our recording, um, then you leave your question uh, on on our uh, machine. We play the question back on the air and answer right behind it. If you prefer to talk to a human being, you can call us at seven seven zero. Four two nine nine one six six. Ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn, and um, you can uh, you can give her your question and she'll get it to us and we'll answer it on the air. Or you can email us at drgene at hensler dot com. That's spelled D R G E N E at H E N S S L E R dot com. Or you can go to our website. We've got lots of information downloaded and. Uh, uh, you could probably answer a lot of your own questions if they're broad enough. If it's something very specific to you, uh, you'll probably have to call in or email us, but uh, we'd love to hear from you. And um, getting back to that situation we were talking about, Mario's retiring from his long-term employer. He's uh, He's got some options that he needs to deal with. And, um, I, you know, it's it's not only him, but anyone in his company that's within 10 years of retirement is actually being offered this deal. So, uh, you know, it makes you wonder. A lot of folks look at companies as a bit more evil or whatever these days. Pensions have a strange history. They haven't been around forever, but after World War II, uh, a lot of the guys that fought, um, you know, we, we didn't have, uh, there, there was a huge economic boom coming off of uh, the mid-1940s, and there weren't really enough employees to go around. So in order to attract great employees, good companies decided that they would offer them a deal where they wouldn't have to worry about that. Think about where we were. It's it's kind of like we're dealing with millennials today. They had just lived through the Great Depression. Tough times that were still relatively, you know, uh, fresh yeah. in their minds. Then they went to war. Yeah. And now they're sitting here. What am I going to do for the rest of my life? I got all these options well, companies decided they'd offer pensions in order to attract employees. And um, it sounded like a great thing. Those who've uh, had a pension, a lot of them really have enjoyed the fact that their future <laughs> is a bit more secure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you think about it, as we mentioned coming into this topic, um, companies take on a lot of risk. It's a liability. They take uh, an employee quite often, even if they don't work with them to retirement, if they become vested in the system, then they take on a liability for any employee in the pension plan 
from the time they become an employee through the rest of their life right. um, because of the agreement that they've made to pay them a pension. So companies are moving away from it. It's, you know, it's, it's somewhat logical as to why they would do that. Um, and and uh, it's amazing. I mean, as a financial analyst, I look through companies all the time, right? And I look at their financial statements, and you'll see these liabilities on the book, uh, long dated, and quite often, um, you know, the obligation is not fully covered with assets in the plan, uh, and, and the risk all falls to the company. And it's not surprising to me that they would all want to be trying to push that off. Now, you know, yeah, swapping sense. swapping from the financial analyst in me to the <laughs> financial planner in, in uh, Jarrett and Melanie, uh, you guys want to pick up where you left off and move on talking about Mario and his situation. Sure, yeah. So, you know, like we were saying before the break, these decisions can be very circumstantial, and it's it's hard to say one way or another a general rule that could apply to everyone. But basically, in Mario's case, you know, with him being uh, so young, or relatively young anyways, there's some considerations here he needs to make, particularly one with regard to health care. Because as we were talking during the break, Melanie, you know, that there are some health care decisions here that can be impacted by uh, your decision on whether or not you take a lump sum pension option or whether you take that annuity option. And in some cases, if you take the lump sum option, you may lose the ability to carry health care coverage uh, to your age 65, which is currently the age in which uh, you're eligible to file for Medicare. And so that's certainly a consideration that if you were facing uh, a similar case as Mario, that you'd want to want to make sure you consider that you don't, you don't hurt yourself in that respect. Right. Like if you take that as a lump sum, then you essentially have no income and if mm-hmm. you're only 57 and you can't even file for Social Security until you're 62, that's a handful of years that you essentially don't have the income. I mean, I think that, you know, Susan, your spouse is working still, but that may not be enough to either carry the coverage for both of you or to have the extra income to pay for the additional health care coverage. Yeah, and, and say if Mario had even done a little bit of extra and he saved to a to a to uh, an IRA. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can't get at that money until he's 59 and a half. Either. That's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. his income without paying a penalty, right? Sure. So, so in this case, it's, it's kind of a catch 22, mm-hmm. yeah. even if he had been, you know, uh, the, the more responsible person than we often run across, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's, he's in a bad spot. Well, and that's why I say that the circumstance dictates a lot of this because you you got to think about those things too. Okay. If I, if I do choose one option versus the other, how am I going to, you know, continue paying my living expenses, maintain my lifestyle. And that that's different for different people. And so when you're in a, a situation like Mario and trying to figure out which option's best for me, you also get into the budgeting side of things and say, okay, well, I've got a lot of life left to live. I'm 57. If I take this, this annuity option that's going to pay me throughout my lifetime and potentially my wife's, if we select the joint option, is that better than us taking the lump sum and trying to grow it ourselves with, with our financial planner or advisor and, and hoping that we can make more of it and, and make it last longer, have more to give to our kids? Possibly. But, you know, I would say that's one of the downfalls of the pension system in general is that the restrictions those funds have on them because they are the fiduciary for these these assets, right? I mean, they're, right. They're, mm-hmm. so they're going to be a lot more restricted than you as an individual would be uh, in investing that money. And therefore, over time, you may not be able to grow it as much as you would yourself if if you left it in the pension plan. And that's just going to be a more steady stream of income, which for someone who has, you know, maybe 
uh, some bad spending habits or trouble controlling living within their means, their budget. I would say the pension option or the annuity option is a great one because it can provide that steady stream of income. To your point, Melanie, if you know you, your your spouse's income is not going to be enough uh, to provide for all the household needs, well, maybe go ahead and taking that option. Even though in the long run you might be better off or have more money by taking the lump sum, that that could very well be the better option for you because it's going to help extend that money much longer. And for some people, if if you selected that lump sum and you spent more. Well, now you really got a problem mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. in life because what are you right. going to do when you're 80s? Go get another job? You, no, you can't not really. likely. <laughs> yeah. So there's some danger associated with that, you know, when, depending on what option you choose. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of moving pieces with this, too, because, you know, if you do go back to work and you have taken that, you know, lump sum or not the lump sum, but the annuity option. So you have the income from the annuity option. Yeah. And then you're going to have additional income if you're working again. Yeah, which says know, he's likely it, to do. Right. Once you take that, take that annuity, you can't stop the annuity, I mm-hmm. don't think. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, something to think about, too, is if you're going to have too much income that you don't necessarily need. Yeah, which could end up also affecting Social Security benefits mm-hmm. and things down the road that come into play. So the size of, of your your benefit is also going to play into whether or not this is the, the smartest option because you've got to figure out and weigh all of these different things that – you know, I know I'm, I'm kind of beating a dead horse here, but is different for different people. We can't, you, we have to ask all of these questions and things with clients that have them because it's hard to give them the answer without knowing, well, what's going to be impacted and, and how might this option versus this option impact these other areas of your life. And so, uh, but I, I think that as we were talking about earlier, that healthcare option is, or, or I guess dynamic mm-hmm. is Issue. very important. Yeah, because you, you, there's a lot still, and that's really, the, I would say, the overall uh, dilemma you play when you, you consider early retirement, right? You There's so much time still to figure out these other things that the law, the way that these retirements are set up, it, it just not, you're not there yet, so you've got to figure out this bridge. And mm-hmm. that's where it always really gets interesting for us is, okay, well, how can we create a bridge for you to make sure that you make optimal decisions between this early retirement age and being able to pull from an IRA, Troy, like you were Mm -hmm. saying, without penalty, make it to this, you know, age 62, for instance, where you can have a social security benefit or be eligible for that, at least get to Medicare age. Uh, There's, there's so much there that you really got to think through all these things to make a decision. So I can see. Yeah. One thing that I would like to add. So in, in a case like this, it might've been wise if he had been a little more diverse in his saving uh, vehicles, right? Mm-hmm. So if he would have saved some money taxable, mm-hmm. uh, he could still draw from that money. The only taxes you're going to have are capital gains on any uh, gains that you have on the securities within the right. uh, within the portfolio. And you could still draw from it without tax consequences, mm-hmm. you know, before you're um, 59 and a half then, right? Yeah, diversity mm-hmm. with account types is very, very important. It's yeah, no point. doubt. Yep, no doubt. But, um, you know, the bad thing is it kind of having a pension takes away your incentive to save more money. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. All right, let's take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll answer some more financial questions. You're listening to Money Talk. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. 
Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.